Hello and welcome to Race Reflections at Work, the podcast that focuses on inequality, injustice and oppression in the workplace. You're here listening to Dion Anderson today, the Admin Comms and Engagement Lead at Race Reflections and I'm here to talk to you a little bit more about self-employment and side hustles. Now, I know, I know, this was recently covered in episode 12 by Galen, and I thought it was a really interesting start point. But what I wanted to do today was expand a little bit with my own perspective, bringing it to you listeners and just talking a little bit more about my own journey with self-employment. think is really crucial and why I really wanted to focus on this topic again today is because everybody that I know that is self-employed that is a business owner has such a unique story such a unique perspective on the highs the achievements the pitfalls but also really some points of connection that I often find people at different stages of their journey can relate to and it's just so nice I think to hear different versions of people's story and journey as they approach side hustling and maybe even go beyond that to transform it into a business. And so I'm here today to just talk a little bit about that because for anybody that doesn't know, I am a self-employed contractor as part of the Race Reflections team and I've worked for myself, my company Dion Anderson Creative has been in operation for about two years. I worked as a freelancer previously, a couple of years after graduating, based really just because on the nature of the job market, there were really not any opportunities I could see. So I'm completing my undergraduate degree. I got an internship with the university where I studied. And through that opportunity, being with the Centre for Enterprise, which was a unit that worked with medium and small sized businesses in the Northwest, I kind of got to speak into some of the business owners and got an opportunity really to build on my skill set and take on some freelance work. And straight out of university, I was really passionate, really driven about what I wanted to do. And the fact that I, you know, was inspired by these businesses, I could see myself going in that same direction as some of them. And most importantly, it was giving me the autonomy to basically just live by my my own rules. And I think after finishing education, I was just really ready for that. But what I wasn't prepared for, and this is really important, and it's something that I've come across so many times when speaking to people that are maybe mulling over the idea of trying something out. They're just like, I do not know where my clients are going to come from. I do not know where my customers are going to come from. I don't know how best to market myself. I've got a skill in, let's say, X area, but actually Y and Z, which are still parts of running a business. I just don't have those skills. And it can often put people off. And to be truthfully honest, if I wasn't given the opportunity to take on some client work off the bat from people that had kind of got to know me in the months previously whilst I was an intern, I probably wouldn't have taken that leap, you know, to even explore it. And actually what happened was after those projects had finished being delivered, I was in exactly that position. And I was not 100% clear on 
where I wanted to go next, where I was going to find my next client, how even to obtain feedback and testimonials from the people that I had done work for and share those like what was a marketing strategy, what was my plan, I had none of it. And so I was left jobless. And I'm not ashamed to say that for a time I was on benefits and I was really lost and trying to figure out what on earth I needed to do next to build a business. And actually, I came to the conclusion of at that time that I wasn't ready, I didn't have the skills nor the support or the guidance to move forward with self-employment. So I went back into the public sector, I got another job, and I kind of closed the door on that whole kind of idea until I became a mum in 2018. And my whole outlook on life shifted, my whole um, perspective on the way I wanted to live my life and the time that I now didn't really have in the way I had before that I was completely unaware I even had. I don't know if anybody can relate to that, but my time was completely consumed in a way I hadn't anticipated. And it took a while to really figure out who I was going to be from there in terms of uh, personally and professionally. Part of figuring that out for me was writing. Writing is something I've always done. It's something I've always lent on because it's something I enjoy. And particularly when you get to maybe interview or speak to somebody Um, I love kind of unearthing the story behind people's experiences and really getting to the crux of what, you know, makes them tick and why their story is their story. And so I started to explore writing opportunities as a journalist and a writer. And as kind of time went on, I really honed my craft and I now work exclusively for the main purpose of my business, Dion Nanton Creative, is mostly around writing and copywriting. And then I've kind of got that experience as well of communication um, strategies that I've picked up over the years and have brought that all together to where I am now, still working productively as a copywriter and also supporting some of the communication and engagement strategy for race reflections as well. This brings me to another important point that the shape of what we're working towards or what we perceive we should be or what we want to be can shift over time. And that's okay. We are here as humans to grow and get to know new things and come across things that will challenge our way of thinking um, and help us to reframe, you know, really take a wider look rather than just our individual perspective we're looking more broadly you know across society and figuring out where we fit basically and what we want that to look like and so for me I realized that I wanted to work for myself for a number of reasons one was to have the autonomy and freedom of being there for my child when they needed me and also just to have a balance that I wasn't really going to get nor had I ever had by working in an office setting or a typical corporate organization as much as I'd worked for companies before that had outlined this prioritization of staff and employee well-being I still had never felt completely supported and secure 
the other kind of aspect to that was also the recognition in terms of monetary, but also direct recognition of the contributions that I was making to teams. And I was just really ready for change. So part of that was honing my skills and finding out what it is I wanted to be known for. And so my business, Dion Anderson Creative, is known as the data-driven copywriting business. That's the basis of what I focus my projects on and my client work. And I think it's really interesting because I couldn't even tell you, maybe a year ago even, I was still hesitating with using the term business owner. And I find it so interesting. Part of establishing my business has been speaking to other ideal clients and just figuring out a little bit around what some of their barriers are. And my clients are predominantly female business owners. And funnily enough, none of them would really identify with the term entrepreneur. Many of them still use the term maybe freelancer or business owner. None of them would perceive themselves as experts in a particular area or the industry that they're in. And they quite often refrain from using those terms uh, when talking about themselves. And so this has been a real piece of work for me from side hustling and having a part-time job whilst I figured out what I wanted to do on the side and then transitioning to really carving out what my offer was, terming myself a copywriter, um, establishing myself as a business owner and just really standing in my power with what it is I know I have to offer and what I can bring to the table for clients when they come to me. And I just wanted to end this episode with five tips, really, just five things for you to reflect and think on if you are considering becoming a freelancer, if you're considering becoming a business owner, if you're considering building on episode 12 and really now putting in some work to your side hustle. And I just hope it's helpful. As always, if anybody has ideas about future episodes and for the podcast, you can fill in the contact form on the website in the podcast area where we would be happy to receive your inquiries or you can email at work at racereflections.co.uk. But before I go, let's get to it. Five things that I think you should know if you're planning on starting a side hustle. The first thing that I think is crucial is trying to talk to your ideal client or customer because you ultimately need to know or figure out if what you're trying to sell and what you're thinking of offering is even something that they want. This doesn't mean working for free. I'm completely against some of the suggestions that I've seen experts make recommendations on about going to offer your services if you're trying something new and seeing if there's a market for it. But I feel like there's definitely scope to do something, maybe a skill swap or a share with somebody. If you're testing the waters around something you have, maybe offering at a reduced rate or price, what I would call a beast of price, whilst you figure out all the kinks and really get either your product or your service exactly where you want it to be. It doesn't need to be for free, nor should it be. The second thing which 
I really think is important and a lot of people overlook is time. Time is a commodity and every aspect of your process whilst you figure out your first couple of projects or the product that you're going to manufacture or make can really, 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 really eat into your profits if you're making them to begin with at all. And so it's super important to track the time that you're spending, that you're committing to the projects that you're embarking on. One, to know if you're making profit and two, to figure out if you should be minimising or reducing or adapting the way you do something in any other area of that process. And this is where kind of templatizing might come in. Obviously, when you're talking about maybe manufacturing clothes or textiles, that's as simple as having your twill copy or version of the outfit that you're making your templates but the same goes maybe for when you're offering you know a service as well and it's really good to have kind of a scheme of work about what that process looks like from beginning to end and I'm talking you know everything from when you're having initial calls if you're a service-based business or when you're talking to the customer responding to their query if you're a product-based business and the time it takes to make whatever it is, whether that's a physical thing, whether that's something that's written, you know, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. You need to really account for your time and just know that you might be losing money to begin with whilst you figure it out. My third tip would be to try and connect with other people that do what you do. And I know a lot of people feel this is counterintuitive, speaking to somebody that maybe is your competition, but Working on your own, I think, when you start up as a business is incredibly lonely, especially if you're under the constraints of maybe doing it as a side hustle as well. You're still trying to manage your day to day workload and it's just nice to have somebody in your corner. And so I would always advise reaching out to other people in the same industry or area as you, because what I tend to find is that you may have strengths in a particular area and others may not. And so again, the idea of skill swapping or knowledge exchange, you know, is a really useful tool to help you, particularly in the early days where you might not have access to a mentor, a coach or an expert. Number four, is to step into the role of whatever it is you're trying to build. And what I mean by that is I mentioned earlier about the comfort or the discomfort even that I had with using the term business owner. And I know I've spoken to some people that are reluctant to maybe use the term entrepreneur or would not really consider themselves an expert, even though they've been doing what they do successfully for you know a number of years. And I think this is definitely one around mindset Um, and it's not something that will come overnight, but I feel it's incredibly important to try and step into the role of whatever it is you're trying to build. So if you are a stylist, if you are a public speaker, if you are a designer, if you are a podcast editor, hi Dave, then, you know, you really need to start using that term and be confident with it, you know, grow confident with it, whether that's saying it to yourself in the mirror, practicing it with somebody that you feel might not be critical if that's what you're scared about. And I guarantee the more you start to try and use that term, the more you will embody it. And it just really then levels you up, I think, ready to tackle challenges as you embark on that journey. And the fifth tip I would give before I sign off would be to start before you're ready. Now, I know so many people, so many, um, myself included, that at the start 
of the journey before I even knew that this is where I was going to be and I maybe just had an idea or an inkling that I enjoyed something and maybe this could be a job could I turn a passion into a career you know can I make it work start before you're ready you know you're going to be working on this business if it's your passion and if you want to make a go of it for a long time you know let's hope and that's the perspective I always kind of give to people I'm like it's not going to be overnight because the business is going to be around for a long time. That's the way we're looking at it. So you have to be prepared to start before you're ready and figure some things out on the way and be okay with, more importantly, getting things wrong along the way because it is not a one-size-fits-all approach to running a business or you know getting your side hustle off the ground. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Write your ideas down. You know, Think about it. But don't think about it too long is what I would say, because I think when we put so much consideration into something, we can very easily dissuade ourselves and talk ourselves out of going for something. When if you just run at it and give it a go, you know, you've got the basics in place, then you can always come back to refine and review things as you get the feedback. I think what's more important is actually going out there and starting to talk about whatever it is you want to offer, circulating your name and getting the feedback, you know, on what people might say is missing or you could do differently and taking it with a pinch of salt. And I think that is it. I would really love to know if anybody has built on their side hustle since listening to episode 12 or is maybe inspired to go ahead and do something after listening to this episode. And as said before, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for tuning in and listening to Race Reflections at Work.